Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. Jenny here with Gina Lambert. Gina is a former corporate project manager who, who now uses her skills to fuel her passion of helping women create long-term success in their businesses. She does this through teaching them how to work from a place of rest and streamline their business to consistently grow and scale through strategy and some soul. She lives in Georgia with her husband and two dogs. I so cannot wait to chat with Gina about working from a place of rest. This is such an interesting topic and something you're definitely going to want to tune into. Let's dive right in. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and can't wait to chat more about working from a place of rest with you. So before we dive into talking about that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Hey, Jenny. Thank you for having me. So a little bit, I guess, about my business is, um, well, I'll kind of blend it all. So um, I am a former corporate project manager, um, and that's what I did. I uh, climbed the corporate ladder swiftly in the seven years that I was in the corporate realm. And um, actually, in 2012, I started a blog from my cubicle in uh, corporate health. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. And then, um, I was, I've always kind of been obsessed with the space. And then, um, earlier this year in February, 2017, I started really getting serious about monetizing and really building an online business and taking my skill set um, and my education to the online realm. So I also have a master's degree in project management. So I was like, well, I'm sure I can help other people. And as I came into the space, I started discovering the world of coaching because I was only interested in creating e-courses and things and things like that. And just e-trainings. I didn't, I hadn't heard of coaching until I started really digging deeper into the space. So that's kind of how I got started. And as I have been, in the space and around people um, and talking to other people. I'm, you know, my skills are turning more into helping people, taking the project management skills and helping people streamline um, their business where they actually have the time freedom and lifestyle freedom that they're wanting. And then also um, actually helping them have ethical business practices that will um, help them last for the long haul. So I don't work with people that are in the get rich quick headspace because of the universe type thing. I uh, don't do that. I actually um, help people truly build a foundation and a real business that will last and can ebb and flow. So that's a little about my business and what I do and how I got started. I actually started my blog um, from my cubicle as well. So I've noticed over the past couple interviews that I've been doing, a lot of people have that same foundation and story, which is really cool because, you know, we all need a little inspiration when we're working in the corporate world. Yeah. That was a good outlet um, for me and you, of course. Yeah. Um, Well, obviously, you know, most of us that are uh, in the online business space are a little creative. So I'm never surprised when they tell me, when somebody says, oh, I had started with a blog, but girl, me too. Like we had to do something. Yeah. 
Yeah, I felt the same way. I was working in oil and gas when I first started. So uh, see, I was in yeah. IT. <laughs> Definitely needed something that was a little more creative and not so bland. Um, but yeah, so project management. So like, what do you like to use for tools or anything like that? Um, well, my favorite, at pro- okay, so <laughs> that's hilarious that you asked me that because I am a bit of a tech nerd. So, um, I have tried a lot, but just because I just wanted to use and compare because I was genuinely curious and I'm a nerd and just want to know. So for email marketing, my favorite, um, I started with at, like, so I started with this one, then got away from it and now I'm back to it. And this is where I'll stay. I love active campaign. Um, but if you don't have the budget for active campaign, which is really not that expensive, um, it's like $9 a month. If you only have 500 subscribers on your list, I mean, it's really not bad, but I mean, some people don't, some people don't want to use that. So the next option I would use would be MailerLite and that's just because of the landing page option. So, and the, so that's a, that's my favorite free option that's out there. I'm not a MailChimp fan. I have tried a thousand times and I just cannot get with it. So I would recommend MailerLite if you're looking for a free option. And then if you're looking for a paid option, I would go with ActiveCampaign. ConvertKit is great. Um, I used it and I liked it, but um, I just feel like ActiveCampaign is just a little bit more superior and that's just so for that I love that um, for project management and task tracking I tried both Asana and Trello and both are equally great I just like Asana better they they do the same things I just like Asana a little better I think Asana is a little better for teams um, so that's that's kind of, but it's just preference either or really works it's, it's complete preference whatever works for you, use it, but I prefer Asana. Um, let's see, other favorite tools. I actually, um, my graphic design tool, everything that I create my workbooks and stuff in is with Microsoft uh, PowerPoint. Hmm, that's a new one. Usually everyone's all about the Adobe tools, but. Mm-mm. I, um, because of where I was at in corporate, I did a lot of technical writing and that sort of thing. Um, I had to build a lot of, um, a lot of like process docs and, um, you, you don't like it, like unless you work for a design firm, like advertising, you don't have access to Adobe. They use all Microsoft products. So I used um, PowerPoint to build all of my process documentation and all of that in corporate. So I just transferred. It's an amazing design tool and you can export to PDF and um, it works just the same. So I always recommend people use that one. I really like it a lot. So that's my favorite design tool. Um, I love Camtasia for recording all of my screen flows. And that's just because it also doubles as a video video editing software. So I can actually edit whatever it is that I just recorded. So I like that too. Um, It's not terribly expensive, but it is a paid program. And you can also export the audio. So you can kill like five birds with one stone if you uh, wanted to using that one. Let's see some other favorite tools. Um, Let's see. Um, those are the ones that I reach for them. I love Evernote too. I use that quite a, I use that quite a bit. Um, and then Zoom obviously is pretty freaking fantastic. Um, and those are the main tools that I reach for all the time. I love Recur Post for scheduling posts onto Facebook and 
it's free and it does post recycling. So I greatly enjoy that. Um, yeah. And those are the, those are the, t- those are the things that I use consistently. So um, we use a few of the same tools. Um, yeah. I did both Asana and Trello and I can't seem to pick a favorite. So I use yeah. Asana for my team and then Trello for just stuff that only pertains to me and it works for the time being, but yeah, I, I could probably be a little more streamlined with my, the way that I do that. But, um, yeah, and you've mentioned some good tools or Copris is really good because it's free. I use smarter Q, but it's paid. Um, but yeah. yeah, just being able to recycle posts is amazing and save. Yeah, it's, time. it is huge. Um, so that's def- Yeah. Like I, like I know, I know that it, like a lot of people say that you shouldn't, um, pre-schedule your posts or anything like that because it loses organic reach. But here is my opinion on that. And it works for me and it works for my clients and it works for other people that I've talked to. And here's the thing is, um, with the way that Facebook algorithms are working these days, you can put the same post out there 10 times and 10 different people are going to see it. Like it's not going to consistently, like people aren't going to consistently see it. You know what I mean? Unless it's somebody that's, that interacts on your stuff a lot and mm-hmm. then just based on algorithm, you know, that it's going to show up on their newsfeed a lot. But then again, like they might not have seen that post that day. So it's constantly getting in front of few people. And if you wrote the post when you were in an inspired state and there was all that good energy and stuff behind it, so we'll t- tap on a little bit of the woo that people talk about a lot. So if that good energy is already behind it when you wrote it, and then you, that people are still going to pick up on that, even if it's being recycled. So, I mean, you're, you're still going to get the organic reach that you're wanting. You're just being smarter with your time. Exactly. That's all that it is. I totally agree. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to automate certain parts of my business. I'd be working around the clock and that's not beneficial for anyone. So definitely yeah. good to schedule things out and it's not, it shouldn't have a negative Contagion, no, but it does. No, well, it's not a sin. Yeah. And like, here's the thing: is you know, you can have creating the time freedom that you want to create. You have to learn how to work smarter, and in some of that, that's reusing a lot of what it is that you've already done. So, um, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I just don't understand why so many people are so against it. Um, but you know, to each their own, if you want to be glued to the freaking computer 24 seven, then that's fine. Have at it that do you, but yeah, but I don't have that kind of time. I have all my entire family lives out of state. I am married. Um, I still work a part-time corporate job. Um, I'm currently helping a local chemical company completely streamline their entire office. So I do that part-time. Um, and then I have two dogs, which there I have a Frenchie. And if you don't have a Frenchie, let me explain to you what that's like. It's essentially like having a two-year-old. So like they destroy everything. So like I don't, I do not have time. And then, you know, I'm the, my audience is constantly requesting things out of me. Like my girls have put in so many requests. I'm busy with content creation through the end of the year trying to get these things out for them. Like there's a planner that I currently, that I promised them that I would have created by December 1st. So like I have to work on that and I've lose six hours out of my day. So, you know, like 
I don't have time. I don't have time to be sitting there like playing on Facebook all day long. I got other stuff to do. So like, and sometimes I don't even get to like my messages until five. Yeah. Same. So yeah. So I need my message. I need content getting out there and I like, I don't have to like, I don't have time to stop. So like, but you know, whatever. I mean, if other people want to, you know, that's fine. So how I mentioned in the beginning, kind of talking about working from a place of rest, Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? Like, how do you go about that in your daily life? So working from a place of rest to me is, um, we, okay. So there is a huge, um, like hustling is the trend these days, you know, like, the Gary V like eat shit until like for 12 hours a day type thing to become a millionaire. Like I don't, which okay. But, um, you'll suffer from burnout quickly doing that. And what I mean by that is you're pushing, you're grinding from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed and you're not listening to your body. You're not feeding your mind. You're not like giving yourself an opportunity to regroup. And when you're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, you cut off all creative flow. So any new downloads that you could get, any new thing that could come to you is completely blocked off from the fact that you are so focused on pushing through and even when you're tired. So working from a place of rest to me is creating the space in your day and in your business to get to do self-care type activities. And some of self-care type activities is actually just spending time with your partner. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't have time for that. If you're like, Oh my God, I have to get like, I have this extremely, extremely strict schedule and I've time blocked everything out. And you know, like you don't fall within this purple time block. So I'm just, you know, cause I've time, I've blocked this time off for X, Y, Z and that it just doesn't work that way. That's how you end up exhausted. That's how you end up spinning your wheels. That's how you end up um, double working or triple working yourself. And to me, what my day looks like currently, which right now I'm right now I'm in an adjustment period um, since I'm working with this new company. But um, to me, you know, it looks like I get up, you know, I do like my morning routine, whatever that may be, you know, like I do some work, I take care, I stop, I take care of my house, I go run an errand, I play, I stop, I play with my dogs. My husband gets home, um, we have a, we sit down, like, that is a rule in my house, is we have to sit down and have a meal together at the end of the day um, to reconnect because I'm off doing my own thing. I'm out here building an empire and you know, like, and then he's doing whatever it is he's doing. So like we, I make like, and I may, I have created that space. That is one of my non-negotiables is we have to sit down at the table, no phones, no TV. We're sitting at the table in the kitchen, sharing the meal. And if I were grinding 24 seven, like constantly focused on the hustle, that would not be happening. So my marriage would suffer. So essentially working from the place of a place of rest, um, just to summarize it, is designing your life and your day around the things that matter the most to you. And two of those things should be your partner and partner slash family and yourself. 
So that's what, that's, that's what working from a place of rest is to me, because if those are priority and those take precedence, you design everything else to fit into that box, not my work and my business come before everything else. And then everything falls to the wayside. So I think people just have their priorities out of whack. And I would have to agree. I mean, I am still in the beginning processes of, you know, trying to find a schedule that works best for me and, you know, my husband and my, I also have a dog. So being able to make time for myself and, you know, time to spend with my husband is really, has been difficult, but it's, it's something I know that I need to get under lock because I don't want my relationships and my own self-care to suffer because of the glorified hustle. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let me help you a little bit. Um, like what? Yeah, just tell me what's your biggest hangup? Um, for me, really, it's just, you know, being able to turn off. Like, I just feel like, I don't feel like I need to be working 24 seven in terms of like, my clients aren't like, Hey, you need to do this, this, and this. It's more like I push myself to work a lot. It's, it's self-motivated work, um, aholic syndrome. Okay. I was like that. Um, so, and that's actually not, you're normal, just so you know. <laughs> um, most of us entrepreneurs are recovering alcohol, uh, oh shit, alcoholics, recovering <laughs> workaholics. Um, maybe some of us are alcoholics. I don't know, depending on, you know, but you know, recovering workaholics. So that's a mindset thing. So, and if you're anything like me, you need a visual. So I actually have a timer on my phone Mm -hmm. and I have do not disturb set on my phone. And I have a nighttime routine that begins at 7 p.m. Okay. So I like, I am shut off at 7 p.m. My phone goes on I, my, my phone will go on do not disturb at eight because mm-hmm. I have family out of state and they're a time zone in a different time zone. Okay. So, um, I don't want to miss anything from them. So what I do is every night at 7 PM, I start the same routine. That is I clean up the kitchen from dinner. I sit down and I watch TV with my husband for a little bit because that's his way of unwinding. Um, sometimes I'm just sitting on the couch and I have my headphones in and I'm reading my Kindle but we're together. Mm-hmm. So we're in the same space. Um, we're just doing different things, but we're together. And, you know, I'll do that for about an hour. And then usually around eight o'clock or eight, between eight and eight thirty, my little ass goes upstairs to my bathroom and I eat, take a shower, take a bath, do my skincare routine. And I start winding down you know, put on lavender, turn my diffuser on, you know, whatever it may be. And I do my complete skincare routine and then I crawl in the bed and I'll either continue reading or not. But I have a set hard bedtime of I am in the bed between nine and nine thirty, And, um, usually by then my husband has unwound and he's come upstairs and then we, we sit in the bed and we just talk and we visit for a, anywhere to 30 minutes or so until our eyes start getting heavy and then we go to sleep. But it's, but because I have established that routine for myself, my body starts getting tired and my brain shuts off because I have that routine and it recognizes the sensory, the sensory stuff. So you just have to have a non-negotiable 
hard stop and a routine that you begin every night. So, you know, mine is bringing my house back to ready, you know, getting in the shower, you know, spending some time with my husband, you know, like that's how you shut it off. Because also by putting your phone on do not disturb, you're not getting any notifications that are going to distract you and bring you back to it. That's true. So I know this is weird, but I keep my phone on do not disturb all day because I hate it constantly vibrating from emails and stuff. And I'll check it like every so often, but that kind of helps me stay focused on what I need to be doing at that point in time. See, that's, see, that's awesome. So you already have a good start. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bit of a foundation and like at night, me and my husband will, he'll usually the new call of duty game came out. So um, yeah. he's mm-hmm. really that. So he'll play that and I'll hang out on my computer. We'll be on the couch together um, doing our own separate things. So we have that down. You have a good, you have a good foundation and it's just, um, just one more slight tweak and yeah. you'll be fine. And yeah. then some of it's just breaking a habit. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people that I really just can't go to bed. Like it's just really hard for me. And my husband, his head hits the pillow. He's out. Me? I'm, I'm the same way. That's why I had to start diffusing essential oils. Okay. Like I, um, I diffuse, um, the serenity blend from, um, doTERRA. Okay. And then I also rub it on my, like on my chakra line, on my wrists and mm-hmm. behind my ears. So I'm conti- continuously smelling it and it helps me fall asleep. I've heard good things about that. I've just never mm-hmm. tried it for myself. I actually used um, one of the calming oils on my dog because he used to be really hyper. <laughs> there's like the dog version of it and that worked for him, but I've never actually tried it for myself. I've only diffused them. I've never like used them on my skin or things like that. Yeah, I would like that's that's what I had to start doing. So I would start falling asleep. Otherwise, it wouldn't work. Um, I don't use a carrier oil. You're kind of supposed to. So you should put it in like coconut oil or something mm-hmm. before you put it on your skin. But I don't. Um, and it hasn't bothered me. Um, I put peppermint on my husband, though, and he claims it burnt his throat. He couldn't swallow the rest of the day. But, you know, I think he's just being overly dramatic. <laughs> um, Typical so it's, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. A big baby. So, um yeah, I would definitely start diffusing some essential oils, though. I think that would definitely help because I was the same way. I could not turn my brain off. And then also start focusing on your breathing, and mm-hmm. that'll help knock you out, too, because that's something I had to do because I won't shut off. Like, I have no I have no off button. No, me neither. It's like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. So I had to start finding ways to push the button. Do you guys, like, not watch TV in the bedroom or anything like that either? I- I do not allow a TV in my bedroom. He tried to put one in there and I took it right back out. And <laughs> there smart. is a, there is a dent in my wall in my hallway to prove it because it was a 48 or 49 inch TV. I'm five one. Like I'm <laughs> petite. I'm the size of a 10 year old. So I had to get it out by myself because he refused to take it out. He thought he was going to mount it on the wall. Mm-mm, no, I do not <laughs> allow TVs in my bedroom. That's really TV. smart, though, because yeah. I feel like that's what keeps me up. I'm like, oh, one more episode. Well, it's, yeah, well, that's it. It's, you're stimulating yourself. And uh, the bedroom is meant for two to three things. And so you um, that's, that's a sacred space. Mm-hmm. And you need to protect that space. That needs to be a calming space. So, like when you walk in your bedroom, you need to feel calm. It needs to like, so like, no, no TV, none, none yet. Have it, is it, none, none TV, like no digital, like really a lot of people are like, I use my phone as an alarm. Uh-huh. Um, 
but and it's only because like the analog alarm that I had my Frenchie tried to eat it when it went off one morning it was a very traumatic event and um but most people like most studies even say to leave your phone like downstairs like yeah. put it in a different room like don't even have no electronics in your bedroom that yeah. is um something that studies are coming out with and I would like to do that myself but like I said she tried to eat my alarm and <laughs> after that I just changed her mind yeah my husband actually puts it in our bathroom which is like attached to our room but it's not in the exact same room so he'll get up and get it in the morning because otherwise he won't get out of bed because he'll just turn it off and go back to bed but yeah, yeah. that works too because he puts it over there and climbs in the bed and then doesn't have the temptation to get up and go get on it. So that helps him wind down. I think I just need to implement that for myself. (laughs) Yeah. You just need to find different things that work for you that help you turn off. But I, I swear by essential oils, like my like life has been changing drastically since I've made them a um, actual part of my day. Um, instead of just like one off, like here or there, but actually like really using them has dramatically changed everything for me. Yeah, I I have some, but I don't use them as frequently as I could. So definitely to add that to my to-do list. Um, So what are your two or three tips to really just cut the hustle and just, you know, implement a place of rest that will work for, you know, a variety of different people. So my top tip is get intentional. Everything you do needs to have a purpose. You don't need to be doing things just for the sake of doing them. Um, If you are able and there are things that, that are administrative that, you know, there are some things that you need to do. You know, obviously you need to engage. Obviously you need to post on social media, you know, Obviously, when you want to, like, promote something, you need to have a landing page. You know, there are some things that you need to do, but if you hate them that much and you are able, hire a VA and pass them off. But at the end of the day, everything you need to do has pur- needs to have purpose, and you don't need to just be pulling things out of the sky and doing them for the sake of doing them. There needs to be a reason behind it everything that you're doing. And when you bring that intention into your business, you'll notice that your workload will lighten because you're not trying to do 50 billion things at once because you think this is what you're supposed to be doing to be successful. And then the second thing is pick one thing that you are working towards and that needs to be your focus. So everything, every task that you're doing has the purpose and intention behind getting you to that one thing, whatever it may be. Um, You know, and I could really dig down deep into that, but I shall not Um, because it'll turn into a lot. But basically have your one thing that you're working for. And, but I will say this, do not give yourself unrealistic deadlines either. So if you're like, Oh, I can do this in a week, give yourself two. So, um, that way you're not like, and then if you get it done in a week, hell yeah, that's awesome. If you don't and it takes you two weeks, at least you're not freaking out that you didn't get it done in that timeline. So that's how you start incorporating a uh, restful intention into work. 
And I'm really guilty of doing a thousand things at once. Um, you know, I try to set a cup like two or three different things to accomplish each day, you know, two small or one regular size tasks so that I'm not kind of going all over the place. But sometimes my day just takes a turn and I have to do a lot of things and, you know, I have to shift my mindset to the different things that require my um, attention at that point in time. Yeah. Like when you have days like that, how do you kind of get past that? Well, there are days that are nothing but putting out fires that happens and there is no getting around it. And anybody that tells you that there is, is lying to you. Some days are just like that. So if you have brought that intention into your business and, you know, which has lightened your workload, then it's okay. Like if you aren't giving yourself unrealistic expectations and you're not trying to rush and be in a hurry because quality work cannot be rushed. So if you are realistically working and doing everything that you need to do and also planning for days that go awry, like, like that's risk mitigation. Like, you know, that it's going to happen. So you should kind of have your, have, everything like set up in a way where there's room for when that happens, then it's, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. Like nobody, like we're not brain surgeons. Nobody is dying. Like nothing is going to blow up. Like nobody is going to get hurt. All that it is, is going to delay a schedule a day. So if you've planned for that risk, then it's no biggie. Just make sure you've made that you've planned for that. Don't have everything This is why I hate time blocking. I hate time blocking. I hate smart goals. Like they don't, they don't serve their purpose as they should. So just make sure you've made, you've mitigated for risk, which means you've planned for at least one to two days in the month where it hits the fan. Yeah. And another thing I've noticed is the days that I like, I'll set aside one or two days a month to, you know, batch content and things like that. And I feel like those are helpful too in keeping on tasks so I can get a ton of blog posts done or like any um, miscellaneous admin tasks that I need to get done, like, you know, accounting stuff. It really helps to kind of keep me on track and not be like, oh, I need to do this right now because I haven't focused on it all month. And it cuts into other things that I should have been doing that day. Yeah. So um, that's where having a content library also comes in and is really, really, really handy. Um, And the post recycling as well, because, and also content repurposing. So if you've done like live videos or, you know, there's something else that you've done, you can probably create a blog post off of it too. So there are ways to like even streamline that even further. So, yeah. So I, I don't have batch days. I used to, I don't now. Um, just because I have such a huge library. I, one, I, I'm not a blogger. I don't blog anymore. Okay. So, um, I, I should probably start again, but I don't want to. Um, so that, that saves me a ton of time, you know, like, and then I just read, like I, I do live video like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason that is my favorite thing. I go live, um, in my Facebook group or on my face on my personal page daily, almost I've like I've before you're a yeah. content creating machine with video for sure. I am. I'm a con- like, I'm just, I'm just a content machine. Like I can churn out trainings like you wouldn't believe. Like I love them. I love it. Um, so like 
typically, so, you know, that's where mine comes in. And then I just repurpose those lives and I can, I can get 10 different things out of one live video. Um, so, and that's how I saved myself a ton of time. And that's awesome. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. You need to kind of get some kind of strategy because I blog, Mm -hmm. but then I also do lives and now I'm here podcasting. So I just need to get a workflow going for all those different things. Um, I used to blog twice a week, but now I have, I know now I have a ton of posts. So I kind of have cut back down to once a week. So it's not as overwhelming and I have time to do other things like work on this podcast, but Um, It's really just all about being able to find your balance, whether you like live video, you like blog posts, you want to do YouTube, just pick one and go with it. Yeah. And focus on that and let that be, let that be like, you don't like have to blog if you don't want to, if you just enjoy And then like, also you can take your live video and do a tiny little write-up on it and stick it on the blog and then now you have a blog post and a live video and then you can email about it so I mean like there it's it's all about you're right it's just about finding the balance but it's also about doing what you enjoy doing yeah create like create content in the format that you like love like you can't get enough of it. Like something pops up your head and you're like, Oh my God, I have to go create a video on this or I have to go create a blog post on this or I have, I should, I need to podcast on this topic. Like whatever it is that you just get so excited to do, that needs to be your main focus of content creation. Like I think that people again, get way deep in the weeds and think they should be periscoping and Instagram living and then Facebook living and emailing and Facebook posts and blog posts and oh my god I need a nap thinking about it and I'm definitely guilty of that at some point I've tried to do everything but you need to kind of figure out what you like the best and stick with that maybe it's one thing maybe it's two things but just the things that translate the best for you and your audience for you, I think you do really well on video. You're very dynamic. So Thanks. your audience is attracted to that. You know, for me, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hesitant on video, but I just prefer either voice or text. So that's kind of what I stick to, although I'll do live streams every so often or things like this. Um, it's not my place of comfort. So it's not where I gravitate towards, but with you and what you're doing and coaching and things like that, I think it's essential to have live video because it really helps build that factor. Yeah. Well, it humanizes me. Yeah, exactly. You're not just like a robot churning out text. No, it, it, it humanizes. And the other thing is, is I have a, um, have a, I've been informed. I have a sassy, fiery personality and occasionally, occasionally something can really poke me and I rant, Yeah, which I try to not do, but that does happen. And, um, for some reason people enjoy that. I don't know why I don't, I don't enjoy it. I'm not having fun with it, but you know, I mean, that's just the way that it kind of, flows out but you know you find and then also when you find your one or two things that you want to stick with you get the it becomes more streamlined and you get really really good at getting it out or it doesn't take you as long but if you are trying to do all the things it's kind of like becoming like you know the saying where I'm a jack of all trades but I'm a master Mm -hmm. of none 
Yeah. Um, that's the direction that that's, that's the space that you're heading in when you try and do a bunch of different crap at one time, instead of focusing on one or two things. Um, so one to two things is really great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, feel free to tell everyone where they can find you, your website, social media channels, even your Facebook group. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. This was fun. I've enjoyed talking about it. The time has flown. Um, you can find me. My website is GinaLambert.com. Um, my Facebook group is strategy and soul. And I do free trainings in there almost daily. Like we were just talking about. Um, so those are the two. And then I have an Instagram, but I don't use it, but I have one and you can, you know, that's also, you know, Gina, like underscore underscore Lambert, because apparently there are a bunch of Gina Lamberts out there (laughs) that you can find me on Instagram. Um, I should probably start using it. So yeah, I mean, and that's, that's, those are really the places that you can find me. I'm pretty, pretty simple, pretty easy to find Facebook group, um, website. And yeah, that's really, that's really it. (laughs) I have a business page, but I don't use that either. All of my content goes into my group. Well, it helps you streamline everything by keeping it in that one spot. I have all the social channels and all the promotions on all the social channels. So it can definitely be um, a little crazy. But yeah, I'll link um, all of her links in the show notes so you guys can check them out. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all of the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash eight. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.